Hello, everybody. Welcome back to E-Ticket, a theme park podcast. My name is Mike. And I am Rob. And today, we're going to be discussing Space Mountain. Space Mountain, the mountain in space, the first of the Disney mountains. Yes, my favorite attraction. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I second, suppose it The depends. second I said it, I went, oh, oh, whoops. <laughs> the, the, s- first, the first mountain in the Magic Kingdom of Walt Disney World. The first mountain with the name Space in it. These are all facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, today the topic of discussion is Space Mountain, my personal favorite attraction. Uh, it's it's not mine, but I, I, I agree with your choices, and I respect you as a human. Thank you. I mean, I, I go I go hard for space, so... Space is cool. Yeah? Yeah. yeah I've got an astronaut tattoo. Like, I'm very passionate about space, so again, oh, yeah, the could, first... be, could be biased. Yeah, the uh, first job I wanted as a kid in preschool, and they're like, what do you want to be? Oh, an astronaut. And uh, as I got older... I'm not cut out to be an astronaut. You didn't want to be a paleontologist like every kid did after seeing Jurassic Park for the first time? No, because I wanted to be in space where the dinosaurs won't hurt you. But what about dinosaurs in space? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Change the subject. Yeah. So, anyway, today we're going to do a ride review of Space Mountain. Um, So, going into... I guess a quick, very quick, brief dive into, sure. the, into the history of Space Mountain. All right, yes. O- opened up in uh, 1975. Yep, opened up here in the Magic Kingdom, 1975. The uh, first expansion, I believe, of the Magic Kingdom. Someone's going to correct me. That's fine. Uh, the second original attraction at the Magic Kingdom behind the Country Bears. Yeah. Um, but plans for this date back to the 50s. Yeah. Uh, Walt literally wanted to create a space th- a space-themed roller coaster for a very long time. Uh, he, I believe there were plans to have this put into the Magic Kingdom when Epcot finished construction. Uh, I don't know. There's so much lore and rumor right, about right. the early Space Mountain. Even the design, what it ended up looking like, took so many forms. And yeah. Like the coaster is supposed to go in and out of the building, and there are supposed to be four tracks, not two. And Oh, man. I, it's... I, didn't, I, I If I remember correctly, too, Aerodynamics was actually not the company that was originally approached to make it either. They, I, I, I can't answer. I think that. it was Intamin. Like, sure. Regardless, <laughs> so Space Mountain, uh, pretty noticeable for the large dome that covers it. It's a very distinct building, part of the Magic Kingdom skyline, if you will. Yep. <laughs> yep, you can see it. Soon to be. Uh, eclipsed by its slightly newer and slightly better looking smaller cousin, uh, Tron. Shorter cousin, too. Shorter cousin, let's yeah. All not, let's all not forget that uh, when that opens, it'll be a minute and a half attraction. Yeah, after f- five years of construction. Yep. Yeah. That so, sounds right. But regardless, uh, Space Mountain is, in my opinion, the, the quote-unquote anchor point of Tomorrowland. I think Space Mountain is is pretty indicative of what Tomorrowland represents as a whole, where it's this sort of idealized, retro-futuristic idea of the future. The People Mover certainly does a lot to kind of push it in that direction, but that's, I think Space that's Mountain... My, that's my pick for uh, what encapsulates Tomorrowland. Well, don't, don't misunderstand me. Okay, okay. I adore the People Mover. You're very much aware of this. Well, you're very, you're very right in adoring the People Mover. Yes. And... I just think I think Space Mountain like visually functions as the anchor point, and it's what yeah, most people it's, it's, it's what most people are going to gravitate towards. It's what Disney likes to call the weenie, the weenie, the, yes. the, wee, the you know the hot dog on a stick. Yeah, it's going to drag your attention. Correct. So that's that's why it's put where it is. That's why it makes sense. Yeah. Visually, it's it's a ooh, what's that? Yeah, what's inside? So, oh, yeah. And and it's the reason people think Spaceship Earth is a roller coaster. Yep. It's it's not. It's not. It would be cool if it was a roller coaster. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see what this new review looks like. But, you know, like. well, I already I already oh. don't have high hopes for the... Oh, I've got an idea. Okay, so we, we take people in uh, a roller coaster, and then 
we we give them uh, I don't know we turn them towards screens and we go by them really fast. Whoa! And yeah, while we individually rotate the cars, we'll play music um, throughout history. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll use we'll use characters from a now popular Disney attraction. Or Disney oh, yeah. okay. So like, I like this idea so far. Gotcha. Okay, uh-huh. so it's like it's like if they did a a song of the South remake for Rock and Roller Coaster. No. Oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> anyway, it's like if they it's like if they did a a Star Wars remake for the Muppet Show. Now we're getting somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. the Muppets also have to be there. Oh. We'll see that you you can't do that. Oh, okay. All right. Nobody likes the Muppets uh, anymore, yeah. Rob. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. But regardless. That might be true. Regardless. Um, it's actually kind of interesting that you mentioned uh Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, Spaceship Earth, because I feel like Space Mountain was uh, sort of the the predecessor to both of those in a certain way. Oh, yeah. It really kind of demonstrated to Disney that they were able to create a dark ride that was also a roller coaster. Because, let's be honest here, the the mystique of Space Mountain relies on the fact that it's, it's black when you get inside. Like, it's very dark. Oh, very much. And now that you say it, it is the world's first, as far as we know, the world's first indoor roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, when the lights are all off, it works for what it is, and when they're all on, it's a completely different <laughs> attraction. Seeing Space Mountain with the lights on is just such. A, it's like it's like it's like if you met like a celebrity that you've heard was good your entire life, and then they just turn out to be like kind of a like weenie. <laughs> Not just weenie, just also can. Const- they scare you like they're yeah. also an alcoholic. Yeah. Cuz like <laughs> so one one of the examples that I like to talk about if you if you ever ride Space Mountain with the lights on, um there's a portion of the ride where uh you go down like a little hill and you hear like a like a kind of noise that goes over your head and it's meant to be like meteors and such flying by. Yeah, it's playful. But the thing is is that like if you see the ride with the lights on, there's like a bar that <laughs> Like a structural bar. This happens multiple times in the ride where you see the bar and it's at eye level and you go, that's not good. Right. And then the hill happens. So like, yeah, yeah, spoiler alert, you don't hit the bar. Right. But But like this, this will happen every time. And you go, oh, don't put, never put my hands up. I understand. Gotcha. But then put my hands up. Well, I only put my hands up when we get to the last tunnel. Right. You yeah. got to touch the ceiling. You I got to. Yeah. Uh, also, you will get a static electricity if your hands on the side of your lap bar when you do it. Yep. Yep. So these are just things I've learned over life. Well, taxes let's... couldn't tell you how those work. Right. Space mount with static electricity. Yes. Gotcha. Linear launch motors. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's start from the beginning. Um, this, in my opinion, is one of the Disney rides that the queue doesn't actually really service it too well. No. So other other queues for other rides kind of bring additional storytelling elements. Correct. This, I feel like, is more designed to be a perfunctory, like, you get from point A to point B, and that's it. Yes, and it does have, like, one of those shout-out to Disneyland's where, like, part of the queue services to get you away from the railroad. Yes, because it literally goes down underneath the grade of the railroad. Right, which, again, like Disneyland has a, the Haunted Mansion's an attraction that does this. Uh, the Indiana Jones queue does this. They they, so the first time with the Disneyland, that that was my first thought is, oh, this is like Space Mountain, you know. <laughs> Even though Space Mountain was actually yeah, like originally the, at Magic Kingdom, it's yeah, one the, of the few the younger things, things. Yeah, it's one of the few things that we can claim here to have made in this state, yep. as opposed to importing it from another park. Right, and so yeah, the queue, the queue's whatever. Um, the queue music. Now well, we're talking. Yeah, now we're but talking. that changes on where you're standing in the line. I know, and that's what's beautiful about it. So when mm. you first walk in, they've got, um, they actually still have a portion of the original. 1975 RCA sponsored theme that oh, plays right. in the first room. Uh, is that with the trumpet? Yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah, I just remember the trumpet. Do, 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 do. And then 
after you get that little musical bridge, oh, by that's, that that's, point... Wait, that's the room that's also got, like, the ball pits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can't go into for some reason. Yeah, we can't go in, we can't go in the ball pits. Uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So... Then from there, you go down into the, the star tunnel. That's oh, yes, its official the scary, title, dark the, tunnel. The star tunnel. And that's when the beautiful music starts. Yeah, I do, had... Dude, it's absolutely beautiful music. It used to be in my alarm clock back yeah, in college. It's so nice. And you yeah. look up, and there's like stars in the ceiling, and Woo. the visual effect doesn't really work all that well anymore. <laughs> no, because it's... <laughs> It's this was probably four years in old. Yeah. Well, I mean, something might have been put in the '94 redo, but yeah. like, yeah. But regardless, like those planets are all from the '94 redo, I think. Yeah, and you go through the star tunnel, which is mostly just a star tunnel. You know, you're kind of just the idea is that you're floating in space, and yeah, and also like this is a transportation hub for yeah. like. Long distance transportation. Yes. So you're going to see the map of like the Andromeda galaxy and. So yeah. On. What's interesting about that sort of environment that you're describing is that they actually that was not the original intent of Space Mountain. It was just meant to be like, oh, you're going to space and you're gonna you're gonna fly up and, and you yep. know fly around space and it's very interesting because now they've sort of remarketed it and also remarketed Tomorrowland. As being like a transport hub yeah. that like people will take interstellar journeys from. Yeah. Which, yes, th- like yes, I am super on board with that. Makes super sense. on board. It like makes it makes sense. sense. So like everything's run by like the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Yeah. And, like you know, it's a world on the move. Is what yeah, they call it. Yeah. Yeah. And so Space Mountain um, is kind of unique too because I. Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure that it's also one of the first Disney queues to have ever been interactive. Uh, if I remember correctly, because they put the screens when they, in. When they put in that initiative, yeah. I want to say 2009, um, to distract the people who don't have FastPass yep. to play games and such, this was one of the attractions. However, those days are over. Oh, yeah, they're gone now. They're gone now. I mean, but... I've never seen such an overhaul. Well, I mean, we're about to see it with uh, um, Harmonious. But I've never seen such an investment and an overhaul get flipped over so quickly on itself at a Disney park. Uh, I don't believe. Well, uh, Happily Ever After is coming back. Yeah, but that wasn't... I That, that was infrastructure was already in place. Like, I, they yeah. didn't, I don't think they invested. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they went in there, they ripped shit out, they put shit in, uh, they spent money. And then they've ripped it all out again. Yeah, uh, in less than two nine two, years. Yeah, two, less than nine years. Yeah, because like I remember playing on these back in like 2017. Then one day they were all just off. Yeah, like, that's interesting. And they've ripped everything out. They kept the robot. He's now he ha- he makes an appearance at the end of the ride now. Oh, cool. I guess. Yeah. No. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. But yeah, the queue nowadays largely forgettable. Basically, just serves to get you into the main loading area. Yep. Which, admittedly, the main loading area is kind of cool because now that they're going with that whole, like, transport hub kind of theme, they've got, like, their spaceships above you and they travel into, like, other satellites and such. And you... It's blue now? Yeah, it's it's blue. There's the Alpha and Omega tracks where you load up the... Right, and I can never keep those straight. Yeah. They have this sort of, like, very low drone audio kind of playing... So like it sounds yeah, like you're it sounds in an active like 50s. Actually. Yeah, I kind of like it actually. Like I'm, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just something you have to think about. Right, though. right. And um, it's uh, just interesting. I but I just remember as I was a kid before they did the redo of the queue, and again '09, I believe it was, because this is right around the time they put in the uh, the Obama, the President Obama animatronic. Also hmm. went to Hall of Presidents around the same time. Anyway. I remember when this happened, like the queue back in the day was just, okay, here's a bunch of zigzags, more so than we see today, but we'll also put a TV screen every 20 feet above your head. <laughs> and like, we just watched like a fake space news report. Yeah. And like, so like when they redid this queue and they, they updated the, I don't know what you call those things, the windy bits. When they updated those, it's like this, this the seems queue. new. This, uh. This, this is the future. Yeah. The future. <laughs> the future queue. Future. Yeah. And 
Yeah, the, I mean the queue's the queue's whatever. It's the queue's okay. And uh, you try and time your your section through the windy bits. You go, all right, that just took me ten minutes to go from that one to that one. Yep. And you count ahead. You go, we're gonna be here for another forty minutes, aren't we? And then sometimes you get shuttled into like the back portion, like behind the walls, yeah. and you're kind of just like, oh, this is new. Uh, yeah, well, that that was you're right. That like because that wall wasn't there. Or well, no, the, the wall's always been there. It's more just that they didn't start loading people into that back area until the last decade or so, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of weird, but sure. I mean, whatever. I, I, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, the queues, whatever. The ride itself, now we're talking. Right, and the vehicles, I found out, went through some changes over oh, the years. Oh, yes. They've gone through many changes over the years. The most recent edition of the ride vehicles, I believe, is from 2013 or 2014. Couldn't tell you. They did not make any changes to the ride infrastructure, but they made the ride vehicles, like, right. three and inches larger on each side. Like, things like that. Like, you change the seating configuration, and you change the vehicle length, and you change... Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand how math and physics work to this extent. But yeah. like, it sounds like this isn't uh, a long-term solution. Well, I believe, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but I, I think Disney has stated that they are looking into doing a full refurb of Space Mountain that's, that's when Tron the, is finished. It's one of the fun rumors that's out there. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I suspect that it's more likely than we think it is because preventative maintenance can only get you so far. Eventually oh, you sure have to get to the point where you have to replace critical infrastructure. There's no way around that. I mean, and that's not something that you can just fix overnight as right. we saw with the mummy ride at universal like you're, you're going to need to replace just about all of the track and the infrastructure layout underneath it and so. who's to say maybe they have done that over the decades maybe they haven't it's a hard thing to report because we can't see inside there when they're doing it right so i don't i can't tell you how old the current track layout is yeah can't do that like i know everest for example oh yeah that's... they they literally listed the track as being good for 25 years correct so we're only about what five or six years away yep. at this point yep yeah and... we're gonna we're gonna run into a day in the near future where both everest and hollywood tower of terror need to be serviced yes. within two or three years of each other yeah so that's gonna be fun it's gonna, gonna be, be fun. fun it's gonna be great yeah. you guys so anyway the ride anyway. experience right right you get down on your rocket you get well, ready to go on your interstellar journey. Yeah. Okay. So this this back in the day was like a bobsled type ride where you, I think it was, I think it was two rockets of two people. Yes. But like you sat in each other's laps. It basically, yeah. 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 That's... Was not a comfortable ride from what I understand in the old days. I can't, I can't imagine. It's uh it's gotten better now. Um. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, now it's three individual seats. Per rocket, two rockets make up one sled. Vehicle, sled. Yeah. Vehicle. Yeah. So the ride experience, right? You go around the corner. You get to wave at everyone. They yep. all cheer. That's right. And oh, then you go into well, you the go first... into the, the place that's either a quick break, which yeah. everybody forgets about, or you just or go you straight just in. go yeah. right down a little uh, little dip, and you're off down the the blinky blue tunnel. Yeah, I think it's like a. I think it's meant to be like a. I think it's a charge up. Yeah, like you're charging yeah. up for your journey, or you're like going through like a I don't know, maybe like hyperspace or something. It's, but it's yeah, it's like a weird. I I someone describes me as like a uh, hyper fuel up. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm sure if we went onto Disney's website, there's like an official description. Well, like an official let's... capital letter description for what it is. We, you know what? In researching this, we could have done that, or we can just speculate what we think it is based off of years of experience. Yeah, fuck it. And then Disney can say, "Oh wait, our story isn't getting across," and then they can try and do something. See, about I it. think it's meant to demonstrate you speeding up because you slow down with the red one at the end. So, ooh, yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah, but the lift hill, well, is a launch. Yes. But the li I mean, they could make the lift hill into a launch like they have over in Paris. That would be amazing. Oh, you mean like a literal launch? Yeah. Oh, I meant like they're they're counting down yes. and so forth. Yeah. That, that's what I meant. Well, so yeah. So. Well, anyway, we do the blinky blue tunnel. You do the blinky blue tunnel. Um, everyone everyone always forgets where the camera is, even if you know where it is. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's let's <laughs> see. Let's see. You go around the corner. The answer is. Oh, fuck. I was gonna say this in a nice way, and I don't know how to do it. So you do your seatbelt check, or your, I mean, your lap bar check, 
And then if in order to get to that first tunnel when you're passing by everybody in line, if you turn right, then the camera will be on your left after the blue blinky tunnel. If you turn left, it'll be on your right. It's always the opposite that you first turn. Yes. That's the best way I can describe it. Right. But everyone always forgets where it is anyway. Oh, so yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you'll want to create oh, like a group photo and then like that's everyone. That's right. Will... You want to you establish what photo will we be taking. And of course, your ideas will be the first idea of its kind. Yes, no of course. No one else has ever done no what one. you're about to do. Ever. Like, I'd, I'd, I've been sitting on this one for a while. Uh, rock, paper, scissors. No Bruh, one's ever done Impossible. That. No There's way. no way. I'm a genius. That's, that's, how'd you think of that? I just, you know what? There's three people. We have three options. Might as well do it. I mean, fuck it. I did it. Yeah. Done. And then one person screws it up by like putting rock twice or something. Yeah. And then we got to go again. <laughs> I've so, already, I thought this through. See, it hasn't happened to me already. I've already thought this through. <laughs> you finish up with the blue tunnel. <laughs> you go around the corner, you get your picture taken. Then you go into the lift hill. Um, you hear an announcer saying, like, you know, like, star command, like, calling in, like, you're getting ready to launch, and you go up this little lift hill, and then you go into the ride proper. Well, now, But as you're going up the lift hill, if you look below you right quick, oh, there's the people moving. Yeah, so because of the nature of this ride design, it loops back on itself constantly. Yes. It's basically both oh, sides right. are there just is a, There is another one, too. Yeah, because yeah. both... Alpha and Omega are going up the same correct side, same lift hill because they're mirror tracks of yes. each other. Although I think Omega is like six feet longer or something. Oh, okay. So I've I've heard it's maybe fifteen feet longer. But yeah, it's at the exit. It's yeah, just because it has to curve around like a larger portion. Yeah, of it, the people mover yeah. stanchions. So that's all. Yeah, that's all. Um, now you're right. When you go up the lift hill, if you look down, you can see the people mover moving through the middle section. Yeah. And if right you look to your the rocket ship. Yes. And if you look to your left or right, you can actually see another portion of the ride that you'll be going through very shortly. Yep. Which is one of the drops going into the first area. Yes. It's done deliberately timed out. Yeah. Um, which is why sometimes you have that break in the beginning. It's deliberately timed out. So they always drop next to you while you're going up the lift. Hill yes. To give like a little you know, a tease of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's very well designed for what that was. Yeah. And they've got, well, they're not, they're not animatronics. They're just kind of mannequins that are, that are dressed up to look like a space station command. And you've got astronauts. And I'm really jealous because I want a spacesuit. but regardless. Yeah. Christmas. Well, they're only like $14,000. So, Oh, I'll check check on black Friday. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get to the top of the lift hill and then you go into the ride proper Honestly, it's hard to like describe the ride proper because you're in pitch it's, blackness it's the entire time. Yep, yep, yeah. Um, so instead, I guess you're not in true pitch blackness. We've learned that through, you're not uh, through the Mickey's not so scary. Yeah, yeah, you're not in true blackness. It's just not well lit. Yes, it's not well lit. What Rob is referring to is actually a very interesting thing that I really wish Disney would bring back more frequently. Yeah. Um, we went to, uh. Not so scary. Huh? Not so scary. A couple of years ago, and they called it Hyperspace Mountain. I don't know if that one's or it was hyperspace deep mountain? deep space mountain. Deep, deep space, space mountain. Deep space yeah, mountain. Yeah, yeah. We don't get yeah. hyperspace because we're hyperspace not cool is, out here. Yeah, the deep space mountain is they turn off all of the lights, and when I say all of the lights, I mean all like the blue hyper tunnel no blue no blue no blue no stars no stars the space shuttle no lights on that space shuttle either when i tell you that riding this ride in pitch blackness is an entirely separate experience you know what the ride is you've done it dozens of times before you know what the track layout is it does not prepare you for when you can't see a goddamn thing nope it is so much fun and then but, they, they even changed the music, which there is music on yeah. this version of Space Mountain. You people, just can't really hear it. No, and people from Disneyland say there's no music. It's like, no, no, there, there is. Our speakers are just... Old. Well, they're they're not in the actual ship like they are in Disneyland. Yeah. So yeah, you got to listen for it. But like for Deep Space Mountain, they just put like heavy metal. You can only really hear the music for Space Mountain when you're like in the last portion of the ride. Oh, well, that's where it's the loudest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can hear it as you're going up the... Uh, yeah you hear that and then you then you hear it after you're done with the ride but yeah. like on the ride yeah you couldn't there most people will not catch it yeah you're you're 
but that's the thing you don't you don't ride space mountain because of the music you ride space mountain because mm. of the like the atmosphere and the storytelling from yep. it so like there's no true storytelling being done here no there's not but the ride itself you're able it's able to kind of like express itself that way so the ride only travels 25 to 26 miles an hour yeah which blew my mind the first time I found that I was a yep. kid yep yeah only 25 to 26 miles an hour, which is about the same speed that you can get up to in a residential neighborhood in the States here. It's not fast. It's just not. It's just dark. Yeah. So you don't know. Correct. It's completely dark. So I mean, you... you... It's relativity. So like once it takes out your perception, you can't right. perceive relative motion and therefore you don't know how fast you're going. Right. Like your brain is like, oh, hey, we're we're just careening through the sky right now, aren't we? Huh? I Look feel wind that. on yeah, our Everybody knows wind only happens when you go 60 miles an hour. Yeah, like yeah. the um, the big drop that's at like the three-quarter mark of the ride, like the big, big drop that happens, it's only like 20 feet. <laughs> yeah, but you had a couple of little drops before that to prepare you what a drop is. So when, yeah, that, yeah. So when that one hits and the curve doesn't happen when you think it does, right. you get a, a whoa moment. Yeah. Uh, like your brain's like, um, this this is uh, okay. And so yeah, it's, it's a ride that fucks with you. Yeah, it does. It it definitely plays with your perception a lot. Like it's not something that is, you know, th- like it, it's designed that way. It's it's designed for you to not have the full usage of your senses, so that you are basically able to kind of get lost. Yeah. All uh, thrill, no chill. The suspension of disbelief, I suppose, is like the best way to describe it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's important. Yeah. And it just works. It works very well. So then you get to the end of the ride. You get to the the one part where you're spinning around. You go in like a big loop-de-loop, and you hear and that nice little one... corkscrew. Yeah. You get to the end, and then and you then go to the red tunnel. The red tunnel with the booster. It's red, and then it... Well, you goes... hear it. Yeah. So you hear like yeah. the, the descent. And then you pull back into you head the, the, the queue. Yeah. yeah. You can get your pictures taken there. Yep. And then you go down the walkway. Now, in the past, this used to be a moving walkway. Well, Mike, we just glossed over. I just realized this. We glossed over um, the adventure that is getting into and out of these rockets. Oh, yeah. Well, that we just completely just didn't even address these issues. Well, getting into them is easy. Getting out, that's... It takes takes more of an effort. Um, yeah. I mean, I've... I'm a nice little expert as a, as even going back to my kid days and, you know, being a fan of cool runnings, I view getting into the space mountain as an effort that needs to be done in less than two seconds. So you can beat the Swiss. Yeah. So I'm really good at just hopping in both feet right where they need to go. And the lap bar is down before I do any, I'm in that thing in less than half a second. I'm pretty good at that. Getting out though, especially these days when I'm carrying a white cane that I need to, you know, cleverly sneak in and unfold. (laughs) And make sure I didn't lose my sunglasses along the way too. Right. And also my car keys. Grab all your stuff and, out of the uh, side pockets, and I then you have to like, yeah. you gotta like scrunch your knees up underneath the, uh, the seat in front of you, so that well, you can like press your ass against the back of the seat, yeah, and then like yeah, yeah. grab the bar and pull yourself up. Like even, I'm a big guy, yeah. but I've seen people that are half my size that still struggle to get out of this damn thing. No. Because it's very low compared to the height that you have to oh, step yeah. out onto. Oh, yeah. You have to step down into it and then step up out of it, and it's it takes an effort, and you have to be really cognizant of what you're doing. It's not as bad as Dudley Do-Right's. Oh, definitely Because that's not. like an actual that's a bobsled. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. That's, it's not as bad as that, but it's very close. It's very, very close. Uh, so no, it's that's yeah, that's an experience I feel like we needed to address because many people can share that experience. Yeah, but that's it's not a fun one. I mean, for those of you who haven't been on it but are from Disneyland, it is not the same vehicle at all as in Disneyland. That is a two-person. That's a two-seater ride that you don't even have to step down into. You can just step right in, right on over, no problem. Um, these vehicles are almost the same as your Matterhorn bobsled. Not quite the same, but almost the same. See, I've never been to Disneyland. I'm just, yeah. It's, it's so I can't, I, I can't really. Well, the first time I went on Matterhorn bobsled, I was like, oh, these are just like Space Mountain. Turns out, no. So, like, things I do on Space Mountain to make sure, like, I don't screw up my back or, like, don't get whiplash, I couldn't quite pull that off with grace on Matterhorn mm-hmm. Mountain. Yikes. Anyway. So. So, then from there. 
we've got the walkway. Now, in the past, it used to be a moving yeah. walkway. It was this, a moving walkway, and it was bouncy. Yeah. This one yeah. used to also slope down, so it would go underneath the train tracks. Yep. So you're actually walking parallel to the original track that you, or the original walkway that you came in where mm -hmm. the Star Tunnel is. Yep. There's a couple of different things about this one, though. Uh, in my opinion, this part of the queue should have been in the first part of the queue. Well, yeah, it gives you something to look at. Correct. Plus, there's lights, there's, so we can see when there's we go lights, inside. And you get proper storytelling. So, right off the bat, you get oh. the baggage handler robot who used to be on the on the screens when they were in the other queue. Gotcha. Um, I think his name is like P.O.E., like Poe or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to call him Osimo, but I realized that's the South Park box yeah, robot. Not, not quite what we're looking for. No. And then you have these advertisements for, like, different vacations that you can go to. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, you know, explore the moons of Io or, you know, go to the crystal caves and Mars or uh, my personal favorite portion of this queue isn't even the advertisements that they have it's the room at the end of it yeah yeah where that's that was a life goal of mine as a child to just like hop the little railing and just right. go chill out in the living room and the, now that it's not a moving sidewalk i feel like that's easier done you probably could do it yeah just saying i'm also not a child anymore yes so they have a room at the end of this hallway which my god the aesthetic of this room is something that i have aimed for my entire life it's this little retro futuristic room with like nice wood paneling and silver and chrome everywhere. Yep. There's like a, a window on the wall that shows you like a futuristic city. You got a little yeah. robot butler. It's just cool. It's it, very, very cool. It is just cool. Then you go into the room that used to have. Well, it used to be when it was the moving sidewalk. This was the giant ramp that yeah. went straight up and then it had uh, TVs to your right. And then, I mean, kids don't realize it, but your left wall was painted green screen so that it could I, just uh, change your backgrounds and all your... Oh, my goodness. It, it was stupid. Looking back, so simple. So simple. And that's what we just used to idealize about theme parks. And yeah. we, we can just do this with a filter, and we don't care. Yeah. It's uh, pretty wild because now... That the moving walkway is gone. They've got like a they've got like a painted mural on one wall, which is actually kind of pleasant. Yeah. Not even gonna lie, it's very pleasant. And then you walk into another room that's got like switchback ramps that's also filled with gray balls, like the first one is. Yeah, I saw that the last time I was there. Can't go in the ball pit. Another ball pit. I can't go in the ball pit. That's yeah. That's what, that's what getting older is, Mike. Is finding more ball pits you're not allowed to go into. That's depressing. That's age. No, stop that. Also, there's these weird chandeliers in these uh, ramp rooms. How I go, ooh, that's that's futuristic. Yeah, they're from IKEA. <laughs> there's <laughs> literally, well, they're literally like two hundred dollar IKEA chandeliers. That are in, now I'm less impressed, but also I wonder why I don't do that. <laughs> it's kind of amazing, actually. Okay, okay. So you go through all this, and then you emerge into the gift shop. The gift shop is pretty standard fare. What is kind of neat about it is that it's the building itself is called the Tomorrowland Light and Power Company. Yes, because it used to just be an arcade. Yeah. Yeah. They're... When I was a kid. Apparently, so they're, it's under construction right now because they're getting ready to put some Tron stuff in there. Right. From what I hear, they're going to knock out that back wall. Yes. And just make it like a breezeway type so that both yeah. rides utilize it as a gift shop. Which yes. Makes sense. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to that because they also... Uh, in the documentation for the uh, actual construction have basically said that like they're going to tie Tron into Tomorrowland as well so that it's not just kind of there. Mm -hmm. So that'll be that'll be kind of neat. Looking forward to that. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they shouldn't just leave something sitting there. Oh, speaking of tying in, uh, have you been on the People Mover since they... Un they didn't even announce they did it. They just yeah. did it since they changed... The um they, the audio to incorporate yes. Tron and so forth, but they also got rid of the old guy that used to do it. Well, he's passed away. I, I know, but they had to re-record tracks. I know, yeah. but well, the, the new one is... just kind of lacks charm. Like they don't have, well, this one I understand. They don't have the portion where uh, Buzz Lightyear talks about Ranger Command, but that's because uh, they, Tim Allen they is kind do, of a. But they don't. It's a lot shorter. It's, yeah, it's. It's, it's also like not done by Tim Allen anymore because the it's, dude they is... Do, uh, no, they took the same clip. They just cut it down to five seconds. <laughs> yeah, Tim Tim Allen... He's he's a busy guy. He's 
um, he's he's doing stuff. He's, he's doing a lot of stuff that he should not be doing, and we'll just leave it at that. There's no Kanye West. Yeah. So <laughs> that is pretty much Space Mountain here in Florida. In a nutshell. Um, yeah. I've, I've thought of this. Um, I forget which one's Alpha, which one's Omega. Do you prefer one to the other? Omega. All right, which one's that? The right-hand side one. All right, when you say right hand, you mean when we go up to the fast pass section and they send you to the right? Is that what you're Yeah, saying? when you walk into the main queue, you're in the main uh like loading facility. Right. And the tracks like they they have someone that will direct you left or right. It would be the right hand one. Got it. I like Omega because Omega um does not get as much preventative maintenance as Alpha does because Alpha is where the bulk of travelers will go throughout the day. Omega is designed more for fast pass usage. The reason that this is important is because they will regrease and relubricate the tracks on Omega every single night. Or uh, they'll regrease and relubricate the tracks on Alpha every single night uh, to kind of prepare it for the next day of usage, whereas they only do that every couple of days on Omega. So what this means is that on Omega, if you happen to get it in between one of their maintenance cycles, you get a much faster ride, air quotes. Because there's no, bless you, because the friction, because it's not as well lubricated, Correct. the friction is going to cause heat, Yes. which then makes it more. <laughs> well, well, because that's what, that's what the thing is too. If, I mean, this is some inside baseball bullshit, but like, if you go on Space Mountain first thing in the morning. It's slower. It's it's the slowest point of the day because no cars have been running on that track. So it hasn't been getting heated up yet because of friction. Yep. And so you're not going to move as fast, but if you go on say four o'clock or even closing sometime in that area, if the ride hasn't gone down for a significant time that day, yeah, it will be a few miles an hour faster. Not, not significant. Not like significant. again, this ride, this ride does not go. Yeah, fast. Yeah, it's not going to go fifty miles an hour no. because other people have been on it's it. It's not. That's not. It's gonna, not fucking not test thing. track. You know. What if it was? Um, uh, let's not, because test track is an awful ride. It needs. It needs some love. It needs to not exist. Yikes. Hashtag bring back world of motion. So anyway, you don't know world of motion. I won't let you make. I have I have hardly memories of that ride, and I think it was pleasant for what it was. Hashtag bring back horizons. See that's a rat. Yeah, that's a rat. I can barely there we remember. Go. I would love to see that again. So, yeah. yeah, I mean that's Space Mountain in a nutshell. The reason also that I in particular wanted to talk about Space Mountain is because I also have experience with the Disneyland Paris version, and I'm assuming you have experience with the Disneyland that's right. version. That's right. So, oh, so we actually do have we do have a little bit of unique differences here, right? Right. Yeah. So, what is the Disneyland version like compared to the one here? I'm so glad you asked. So the Disneyland version, uh, which is the younger of the two, um, it's only one track on the inside. That's okay. It. Just one track. And it is, if I have this right, it's still six rows, but you're sitting two by two as if it's a normal roller coaster. Okay. So there's that. So there's no stepping down or stepping up into the vehicle. You just go sideways, straight in there. Um, the queue... Uh, largely unremarkable as well um grain of salt though because like the first time we went on it was like one of the first rides of the day so we just we skipped breeze right skipped. through it yeah. not only we breeze right through it we later on in our vacation i we went through a section that we didn't even go on anyway um so i didn't i didn't find the queue to be too remarkable now there are speakers inside these cars uh similar to like a rock and roller coaster how we do that so there's a, a musical score that goes with the entire ride which i had heard for years but didn't know that's what it was for so the first time i'm on this ride and we start going i think it's around the corner before we go up a lift hill and the music starts i went oh god this this is it so i'm already having like a weird moment anyway so the music plays you go up the hill and it's all perfectly timed the music obviously so do 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 that's what it does as soon as you sure, start sure. Little launch and yeah it's Someone described it as being less thrilling than the one out here, which, okay, I can see, because this one, the one over there is mostly just big corkscrew-type things where it's we're descending vortexes. That's all we're doing. Mm. We, we do it one side, we go over here, we do it another side, we go again. So the ride is pretty much just going down. That's, that's the whole point of this ride is to go down. Okay. <laughs> 
And then there's a ride photo at the end. At the end, there's a ride photo uh, in a star tunnel. Um, and it's head on is the photo. So it's a better place for the photo and it's a better looking photo. Huh. So that's the Disneyland one. I, I got off the ride and I was already beaming. And this is one of my first rides at Disneyland. And I went, wow, this might be my favorite version of Space Mountain. Okay. But that was that was my initial knee-jerk reaction. Just everything hit me at once. And I went, whoa, this was way better than I expected. So that's my first, my first, again, I've only been on the ride two, maybe three times tops and within a week. So it was many months ago. But okay. yeah, that's, that's, that's the Disneyland version. So, uh, yep, you're up. Now, this is this is a pattern that they have repeated in other parks. Um, Disneyland Paris is almost entirely a different ride. That's what I hear. Yeah. So the first thing that you see about the Disneyland Paris version of Space Mountain is that the area that it's in is like a Jules Verne inspired mm-hmm. like eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties like view of the future. View of the future. So like steampunky, like hot that. air balloons, like all that. Right. So the Space Mountain exterior in Disneyland Paris is meant to emulate the canon from that um they uh, used in the Jules Verne story where they, they shot men to the from moon. From Earth to the Moon. From Earth to the Moon, yeah. So which is a fun little uh, black and white movie. Yeah, we've all seen the uh, the iconic picture the, of the the Earth, the moon looking like oh, yeah. as a rocket shot him very in the unpleasant eye. looking. Yeah, yeah. A bullet looking rocket hit him in the <laughs> eye. Yeah. So, yeah. the the ride itself, um, the entire theming for the ride is actually not based around like quote unquote Space Mountain, but it's based on the Jules Verne stuff. So it's like okay. the Boston. Uh, Sportsman's Club, I think, is what it's called in the book. Who's uh, like it actually uh, creates the cannon and get ready to shoot people to the moon with it. Sure. And then you load up into the ride. It's an outdoor queue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's an outdoor queue. So like you're you're in a building, but it's an open air building. So there's like there's I, stuff I on the you. sides. Yeah. You're not yeah. like in like a an dark enclosed building. space. Huh. Yeah. Which I really like. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you because it it feels better. The queue station, you actually overlook the ride vehicles and then like descend a series of stairs to go down into the ride vehicles. Mm. Um and it it it's just nice. It's very nice. Um cuz you can also look to your left or right and see the park in front of you. Okay. So it's kind of neat from that perspective. Got it. Now the ride itself uh, is not Space Mountain. It's Hyperspace Mountain. It's right. Star Wars themed. Well, it is now. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh, and I should say the Disneyland attraction can also be Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah, they, they do that every so not, often. was not when yeah. I was there. Yeah. The Paris one, I'm pretty sure, has been Hyperspace. It's been Star Wars themed for a couple of years now. Like, it's been a long time that it's been Star Wars themed. But mm. regardless, so... This one is a little bit of a hybrid between the Disneyland and Disney World ones because it is a series of individual seats. So like one, two, three, back to front. And then there's a second ride vehicle, one, two, three, back to front. They have speakers built into the back of the seats. Already in there, yeah. Yeah. And what you do is you, you go and it's one track, just like it is in Disneyland. Okay. And you go around the corner, and then you load up into the cannon. <laughs> so they have they off. have a cannon built onto the side of this version of Space to Mountain to shoot you into the building. To shoot you into the building. Uh-huh. So, so that's some roller coaster tycoon shit. Yeah, this one you go you go around the corner, and then you kind of stop, and then they have a launch. There's an actual launch. It's not very fast. You only go up to like ten miles an hour. But like it's just you're just sitting there, and then all of a sudden you're just like a, yeah. whoa, yeah. and then you go up into the top of the mountain and then oh, go into the ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So you go into the top and from the second you're inside there, it's like a full roller coaster. And I mean a full-on roller coaster. It's not like Space Mountain here where you only go 20 to 25 miles an hour. In that one, you go 30 to 35. Mm. And it, it's like the harness is like a little closer to your chest. Okay. Because you do like rolls and stuff and you oh. like go up and down like little tiny hills and mind you the entire time 
they're blaring Star Wars music right next sure, to you. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's amazing. You literally, when you do the first launch, you hear like the and you go down into the down into the top part of the dome, and then they instantly cut into the asteroid chase music from Episode Five. Okay, I was so it's like it's like got it, and you're you're like you're like swinging around, and you're like making little things, and then um you hear like audio. Where it's like, okay, like this is this is Rebel Alliance, like Gold Team is moving in, and then like you hear the sounds of X Wings oh. behind you. And like they use this they use the same effect now on Rise of the Resistance, where they like emulate blaster bolts being fired. Sure, sure. And then they have actual screens inside the ride mm-hmm. where you can see like enemy TIE fighters will like fly at you and then you like you barely dive out of the way in the last second, and it is un fucking real how much fun yeah. that version of space mountain is i cannot recommend it enough it is so goddamn cool it's so cool and then you get to the end and you know they've got a little tiny gift shop it's not really like it is here in the states either where like there's a gift shop at every ride obviously they have those over in disneyland paris but it's in my opinion i don't think it's like the focus you know but yeah man okay. That that version of the ride, so freaking cool. I mean, okay, so I hear for Disneyland, they, they will do Hyperspace Mountain. They will also do whatever they call their Halloween version is. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Ghost Galaxy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They'll yeah. do that one, too, where they will play with the projection tunnels. They will play with projections on the sides. Um and there's just that infrastructure just doesn't exist here in uh, Orlando as is, and that's that's sad. But you know, we're once Tron opens, we'll see what they do. Um, well, once Tron opens, when right? Tron oh, I mean, well, hey, <laughs> hey, folks, how are you doing? I listened to some old stuff we said. Um, Disney was making a run to have Tron open by the holiday season. Yep. They they were. Yep. Then they decided that's a lot of effort. And we have nothing coming up after the 50th anniversary ends. Why don't we just push it back to springtime 2023? Yeah. With that being said, uh-huh. um, they're planning on reopening the train soon. Yeah, I heard it the other day. Yeah, so the railroad at Disney World is supposedly going to reopen December 10th? <sighs> 10th or 11th, I think. I mean, will I go on it for a full loop? I probably will. Yeah. Because I don't... I don't know. Well, they've made changes to it as well. So I would imagine... That's what I've heard, but I don't. we don't know what that means. I mean, I would imagine that they probably, in the name of like cultural sensitivity, more than likely just removed a lot of the Native American scenes, you if think. not all of them. Yeah, you'd think. And then we're going to go on it and be like, oh no, this one's respectfully done. And then 20 years from now, we're going to go, no, it's not. Well... Because that's the way this always goes. Well, I agree with the fact that it definitely needs an update. But then so does something like the Liberty Bell. So, Oh, that one's funny. Yeah. Like, that one's objectively funny of how bad it is. I mean, it is very... I mean, that's like, an attraction I wouldn't like regardless. It's very glaringly obvious that it's just like, yeah. ah, yes, the, the, there they are over there in their teepees. And there are like, the oh, engines. Oh. I'm like, oh, oh, boy, here we go. Like, this times were different back in... The, 19, yeah, the, the past was strange. <laughs> Times are very different back in 1972. Oh boy. They're a long way from Oklahoma. Get them. Oh, boy. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting... Like, it's like, so I, I, I got the chance to go on Jungle Cruise when they added the updated scenes to it. Yeah, whatever. So they don't they don't have the headhunters anymore. No. They have, like, a new camp scene. Yeah. And, like, monkeys take over the camp or sure. something now. And yeah. Admittedly, it looks very good. Well, it... But it looks much newer than the rest of the ride. Exactly. So it was so funny to me because I've I've been on Jungle Cruise hundreds of times in my life. And it was so funny because I'm like, oh, this is the part where the camp is. And it's like, oh, look, there's monkeys? Yep. What? Yep. What? Yep. I was like, oh, right. They made the changes. They made the changes to this that I didn't know about. <laughs> I completely forgot. No, they did the same thing in Disneyland. And that was... <laughs> That was the first time I've only been on the Disneyland one once, and I had no, I had no memory of the original one. I've never even watched any videos of it because I was like, ah, we have a Jungle Cruise, and it was so painfully obvious what was just put in there and what has been there. Yep. And then they same thing happened out here where I was like, this 
this doesn't feel like the same attraction. Right. I was like, wow, those gorillas look and really I And I don't good. mean like this doesn't feel like the same attraction <laughs> I just went on. I mean, this part of the river doesn't feel like that part of the river. Because <laughs> all, all the old animatronics are like kind of a little kinda bit like, janky. Yeah, and, like, and if they move, they barely stiff. move. Yeah. And these are like, we're look what we can do. And the audio sounds so good. <laughs> and it's just like, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah. And then I would laugh if we went on night and that part had like 3D projections. Oh, you know, God. That... <laughs> Please, no. Not like this. I, I don't know. You know, just like, let's put all the budget on these new things and forget right. about all right. the old things. Hashtag Disney. Right. Um, well, anyway, so we're getting off topic. Right? Oh, oh, for sure we have. Even though I, I feel like at this point we've we've pretty much hit the nail on the head with like what Space Mountain entails. Like it's a very good storytelling coaster. It's my personal favorite. But again, I'm very, very biased. Yeah. You know, happens. And it's just it's a good it's a good ride. Yeah, I like uh, it. It's oh, a good I thought ride. of this. Uh, what seat do you prefer? Oh, back. Backseat always, hundred percent. Uh, now you say back. Do you mean three or six? Oh no, six. Okay, so yeah, you're solid. One hundred percent. Because the reasoning for that, uh, I have sat in three and four, which are the middle seats. Yep. Uh, they are uncomfortable. They that's because they're <laughs> technically two different cars, but the same sled. Yep. Every time we hit a break point, they will slightly come off the track uh-huh. or bump into each other, uh-huh. and it's the worst. Yeah. So, and, like, if uh, I have to sit in the front car, I take seat two. And if I'm in the back car, I'll take five or six. It's, yeah, I almost always ask for back row anyway because you get the most, like, you get the most pull from yeah, any yeah, kind yeah. of coaster. So from back row, physics, back row, best speaking, row. that is the one that gets the most, it's the yeah. tail of the dog. But um, those middle seats, especially. I can't even do, row, I can't even sit in number one anymore. Like, I'm not a tall, tall guy, but, like, my legs, my legs don't like number one. Yeah, it's too tiny. So one and four are out for me. Yeah. And if you want to, like, a mess. you want to sit in, like, a butterfly butterfly pose yeah. for the entire ride. That's what I have to one. do. And if I bring a backpack that day, <laughs> God help me. It's, yeah, it's not fun. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're in agreement. Six is the best for us. 100%. And four is the worst, yeah. period. Four is the worst, by far. There we go. Especially when you go around curves. Like, my God. Well, yeah, you get the lap of motion, too. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. So, but yeah, so Space Mountain, in a nutshell. Space Mountain. It's dark, it's spooky, it's fun, and it's my favorite. I know it's not yours, but... Nah, but I'm not calling for it to be destroyed. Yeah. That'd be reckless. Yeah. (laughs) Well, We We should do a ride review one day where we both unanimously agree. Let's destroy this thing. Oh, uh, Kali River Rapids. Uh, I've got sentimental value to that. Uh, but, Navi uh, River Journey. I I actually low-key like Navi Dumbo. River <laughs> Oh, Dumbo's fine. What do you do? Hang on. Now, okay, now I, I see the problem. The problem is we're going to have to first find a ride that I don't like. What's a ride that you don't like? I don't know. Well. I think I'm cool with most rides. You see the problem there? I do. Yeah. All right, this will require some <laughs> thought, maybe some listener submission. Perhaps a future episode. Perhaps. Because I know there is a handful you absolutely hate, and I don't absolutely hate anything. I mean, That's I, my I named two of them already. Yeah, so really did. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, okay. Well, all right. Well, that's something for us to work on. There we yeah. go. Well, everyone, so that was uh, that was a review of uh, Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, you can find us on our socials at uh, eTicketPod. Um, yep. We uh, aren't sure what the situation with Twitter is going to look like um, when this episode comes out. No. So uh, I'm mostly just going to plug our Instagram, which I believe is just eTicketPod. That's right. Um, so make sure to follow us there. I will post um, something. Make sure right to now. like and review us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasting services from. Sure. And uh, that's all we got for today. So once again, uh, my name is Mike. And I've been Rob. And this is the eTicket Podcast. Have a wonderful day. See you.